feel like something there's something you're hiding or you're not kind of expressing and it's like becoming stronger inside you like just sitting with yourself closing your eyes and not judging the experience you're having but just like even visualizing like things coming out of your body or just like letting yourself feel whatever comes up with no um, judgment of what that is just saying okay if I need to cry I'm gonna cry welcome to the North Star podcast I'm so grateful that you are here for the very first episode with Tash Karen before sharing a little bit about the ins and outs of this podcast and what you can expect I just want to take a moment of true gratitude for you being here. When I started social media, creating content of any form, for me, it was always with the intent to have conversations to build community. I have never been one for one-way communication, so it really does mean so much that you're here, and you will hear at the end of the episodes my encouragement to you to truly do your part in this conversation, chime in via Instagram. That is because, again, I want to hear from you. I want to hear how you're feeling. I want to hear about your own journey, what's resonating with you with respect to these conversations and or what is on your mind, what's going on with you. This is so something that is deep inside of my soul to hear about others journeys and to do my part whether that be simply by holding space to hear and or by engaging in conversation with you so again much gratitude for your presence here and now a little bit about this episode so tash karen is the founder of mira flores she is also an incredibly inspiring gorgeous soul We talked about so much here that related to my own journey, which is perhaps why the resonance was so deep in me when I chatted with her. And so what that really means, and if you have experienced any of the following, it will likely resonate with you. So we chat about burnout, we chat about listening to our bodies, and we chat about creating what you can't find. So I think that that's a really great driver behind entrepreneurship. So behind building a business, I've always believed that business creation is about so much more than making money. If you are aligned with your soul and you are meant to be an entrepreneur, then most likely it's going to come out of a desire to create that which is not currently available and creating that which only you, only your unique gifts could bring to this world. And that is what Tash did. So she, let's say she used her past and she used that as a gorgeous catalyst for all that Mira Flores is. And if you're wondering what Mira Flores is precisely, it is her line of flower remedies, essential oils, mists. And while those are the products, it also is a conversation that she has started on 
normalizing emotional well-being, which is something that we will get more into in this conversation. So I won't go too off about it here, but I do think it's such an important message she's bringing to this world. It's also one that you'll hear in her own podcast, The Plant Pill. So without further ado, I will let you jump right into this episode with Tash Karen, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did recording it. I'm originally uh, from Vancouver, BC. I was born and raised there, really close to nature. And um, in my mid-20s, I had this strong travel bug and urge to really discover the world and explore and take my business businesses to different places. Um, so I started off in India and I lived there for two months. And then I went to um, San Francisco, London, Amsterdam. So I really got the travel bug, but I'm grateful because all these opportunities kind of helped me experience and get a download of what I wanted to do with my business and kind of take, um, take different parts of the world into the inspiration behind my brand. So as a little bit of background, I worked in the natural wellness industry for a good chunk of my career to start. And it's there that I really fell in love with natural products. And when I'm speaking about uh, natural products, like 100% natural, there's no artificial toxins, chemicals, anything. It's just straight to nature, to your body. And um, I started my career off in um, PR and influencer marketing and working uh, with celebrities just to educate them on the importance of natural products and how you can use in specific uh, cases, essential oils and aromatherapy and just products that are of nature to work on your healing. Um, and then after that, I kind of moved around, as I was saying, I was traveling a lot and I started a sustainability agency where I worked with sustainable fashion brands from North America. And I'm just really passionate about that space in general. Um, and then, of course, like I hit it too hard as I was traveling and starting my business and had a little bit of a burnout. And of course, this is such a common conversation and experience that people are having in this day and age. So it's nice to just share about burnouts and about the exhaustion that can come and how to really listen to your body from that experience. And um, it was really after all this that I moved to Amsterdam. I had been there for two years and I got back into the natural wellness space with natural products. It was definitely something that I felt was missing from my experience living in Europe where I wasn't able to find the right natural products that I actually wanted to buy and that supported me in ways that I had felt in the past. So it's really then that I started formulating and going deeper in my knowledge of aromatherapy, flower essences, and creating the brand, which is called Miraflores. It's um, two months old now, so very, very new, but it's really um, a passion of mine and what I love about this experience in birthing the brand is I really wanted to normalize emotional well-being um, through the brand, especially during the last year or two where we've all experienced a certain level of lockdown and being alone with our emotions and not necessarily having support or the right products around you to make that experience a little bit more balanced or just a little bit more normal, um, especially in society. I know it's been, it's been a conversation of like emotions are shameful and we shouldn't share them and we shouldn't express them or 
feel them. And so I really wanted to combine this aspect of emotional well-being with natural products, aromatherapy, flower essences, and have that conversation openly. So that's basically the dream behind Mira Flores. <laughs> that's so beautiful. And I have so many questions in terms of like how products actually support but before going there I would love because you did talk about you know how you experienced burnout and you're right like it's so it's so common and it's so kind of sad and I feel like I go through it every few months um which you know is is not is not the best and I think it comes a lot down to the society and the way that things are kind of pushed and what success looks like, but how did burnout show up for you? Like, what were you experiencing? Where in the world were you? <laughs> what was that period like? Yeah, it started for me um, right when I started in the corporate world, I would say. I really wanted to climb the ladder and just prove to myself that I could do it and I could make it. And I didn't want to waste time. I felt like time was something that I didn't want to give up. And I was like, how can I find my dream job and work my way up in the quickest way possible. And it's quite interesting to find yourself in a burnout, especially when you work for a natural wellness brand that's quite big in North America. So <laughs> you would think that I would be listening to my body and taking care of myself. And of course, I was, I was doing my best, but it was kind of this mental battle that I had where I wanted to, for example, I had five promotions in the company. I was traveling all the time, like I was barely home, but it was this hunger to succeed. And I almost, at the time, I think I felt like burnout was something good for me because I said, oh, like these feelings of exhaustion must mean that I'm working really hard. So I'm proud, like with the exhaustion, I kind of carry it as a medal and then I'm able to, yeah, like have this job title that reflects that. And, you know, I was kind of going at it from a place perhaps of ego or wanting to prove myself to the world. And especially in my twenties, early ones, I just, I thought that that was, that was it. And um, it was something that was quite normal. So the first burnout that I had to answer your question happened um, when I remember I had it right after New York. Um, so I was working for the natural wellness brand and I had to go to New York for back-to-back -back media interviews. So I was introducing natural products to various different editors in New York, um, some of the top publications, and I got so much adrenaline and energy from speaking mm -hmm. and um, expressing these experiences or just sharing the product that I didn't realize it had been let's say three days back to back of speaking for eight plus hours, one-to-one -one, um, with these editors that by the end of it, I realized I needed to be in bed for five days and I had to close my eyes and my head was just hurting so much. Um, so I think there is this aspect of listening to your body that I didn't do to the fullest at the time and reaching for something outside of myself to prove myself worth, I would say. And then my second burnout happened. Um, fast forward to a few years later where I started my sustainable um, fashion agency and I worked directly with entrepreneurs. And it was like this repeated cycle of wanting to prove um, my work to these entrepreneurs and be their partners and grow their business, that that was really a priority for me. And that was kind of how I measured my success again, if they liked me, if they wanted to work with me, like if they were happy with my work. And so 
I pushed it so hard. I think I had five or six different brands I worked with at the time and I was doing everything in my power. I remember one September, I basically worked every single day and I didn't stop. Um, so of course weekends, I didn't have weekends. <laughs> and after that, I had to fly back to Vancouver and I was just in bed again for 10 days with my head and my eyes were closed and I really had to chill after that. Wow. And were you able, cause sometimes when you're working, I mean, I only worked in one company, but even in that one that I worked in, I, uh, it would have been a little bit difficult because I resonate like in that experience, it was like this hustle culture and even like the highest, one of the highest up would tell me like, you know, my time of reprieve is literally when I'm on the subway um, because there's no, um, at least in Canada, I know it's different in Europe, but there's no Wi-Fi or there's no internet down there. Um, so, and it's this, it is this sort of metal of success, as you said. And I remember being in that culture, you wouldn't have been able to truly express difficulty that you're experiencing with that because, you know, there might've even been like a, oh, poor you, like you have a great job. Um, and so how were you able to express yourself during that time or were you unable to, hence the 10 days in bed? Yeah, I think for the first burnout, I didn't express myself at all um, because I felt like expressing myself was a sign of weakness and that I wouldn't be taken seriously, especially with my work. And um, the second time, actually, I had to kind of let go of certain clients that I was working with or just have that conversation of I have to kind of stop working together. And I think like from the first burnout, I just had an experience of wanting to learn and wanting to do things differently. So mm -hmm. it was a really beautiful gift. I always see it now as a gift because it allowed me to slow down and really kind of figure out what, what's important and then listen to yourself and like have enough love for yourself to say, okay, I need to prioritize myself outside of any job, especially as an entrepreneur, it can be a little bit challenging um, not to want to show anyone your weakness and wanting to be that strong pillar. But there is this, um, this power and this courage that comes from being vulnerable and just being honest with yourself and listening to your body. It's so important and letting your mind rest. So I think, yeah, that experience um, the second time I was more loving towards myself, more soft and just more accepting and realized like, if I don't do something about this to change, it will just um, keep coming back and keep coming back stronger. And is this really the life I want to live that I'm going so fast paced that I'm not even like taking time to enjoy the journey? Wow. And how did you come to those? Was it, I'm curious how you came to those conclusions if you will or those realizations within yourself or did you always have that kind of percolating and you just finally listened or yeah how did you come to that that conversation I suppose with yourself yeah I think that's a great question and I've always been like a self-development junkie and just like wanting to learn everything there is any new tools that can help or just better understand um, the world and also like how I can relate to the world so one thing that's really helped me is something called human design. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, basically human design is kind of, there's different personality types. And I think there's like five total and it's about learning your personality type based on your birth chart um, to understand like what kind of purpose and how you can 
work with the world around you. And so my human design is a manifesting generator. Mm -hmm. And so with that learning, going deeper into it, I learned that when I have burnouts, it's also kind of working with the universe to understand um, I'm meant to go in a different direction if they keep coming back or if they come back really strong. Like that's something I, I really learned. And when you, when you lose your passion for something, I always kind of have a burnout or when the world is like, okay, it's time to move in a different direction. I, I feel the exhaustion. And if I don't listen to it, it's something that can really backfire. So learning tools like that really helped. And also just like listening to my body more and being more accepting of myself but also i think this is a great tip in general like asking yourself where you place your self-worth like if it's external to you you will always be chasing something outside of yourself to prove that you are worth it and you're worthy of love and all these things mm -hmm. but when you kind of take your self-worth inwards and say no matter what happens externally i have this strong foundation of who i am and what i stand for and that's this pillar that will never change, then external circumstances start to not affect you or impact you the way that they used to. So this journey, of course, it didn't happen overnight, um, reshifting where I placed myself worth, but I think that was the second burnout was like, okay, I need to um, start to find purpose and like success outside of anything that can change and fluctuate that's not in, within me. Wow. Yeah, that that is definitely a massive, massive part. It was actually something I was jotting down while you were speaking about burnout is it is this thing of placing our self-worth um, in, in our quote unquote um, career success or whatsoever. And so to shift that inwards, I'm so glad you said it was a journey because I think um, sometimes social media culture um, suggests that perhaps you can make this shift within the span of, um, I don't know, seven affirmations or whatsoever. Um, so I think it's really, it is great that you said that. So hopefully for anyone listening, you know that it does take time and I think everyone has to find their own process. And I, one thing that I do love about what you do now is that you're also supporting, as long as I understand correctly, through your products, this, this process too, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I love what you're saying about social media because with everything you think, oh, this person is an entrepreneur and they, they were successful overnight or, you know, they look this way, they have these before and after photos. And what's important to also keep in mind is they only show you the tip of the iceberg. And um, there's so much beyond that that we don't see that um, creates your story. And so yeah, when you start to accept like, okay, these are things I'm working on within myself, or this is something that will help me become better or just, you know, more loving in this world to myself and to others. Like it's, it's not something that you can just like change in your brain right away. It takes so much work, so much like shame and grief and like all these emotions also, because there is a grieving process when what your self-worth um, used to be placed on is no longer there and your brain is so used to saying okay like this is this is how I'm proud of myself this is how I show myself love this is how I get excited and get my adrenaline and when you're no longer kind of having that experience and you have to re recreate that story for yourself there is like a huge grieving process and there's so many emotions that come up and 
um, this whole experience has really kind of brought me close to Miraflores and wanting to speak about emotional well-being in general. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about Miraflores I, because I feel like we could have this conversation about self-worth and all the things that you do, which might be something else to talk about afterwards. But tell us a bit about Miraflores and then I'm sure you have rituals that do ground you in yourself, um, but we can get to that afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. So Miraflores, um, I just, one thing that has been strong in my entire life is nature and the power of nature and how it can work with us. Um, when we, we think we're, we're greater or better than animals or nature, there's kind of this like hierarchy. That's when we're, we're wrong. Um, and I think it's important to just like give that respect to nature. So growing up in Vancouver, like I was always exposed to it at a young age. And I remember um, when I was in grade 12, actually, and it, this experience is so um, strong for me, but um, I was in the forest and I, I was in this like national park called Heliwell and I just saw the trees and I saw the ocean and everything. And I was like, I need to dedicate um, my life and my experience to speaking about the importance of creating a relationship with nature and also how we can work together as humans with nature to create an experience of well-being, but also to navigate our lives. So it's always been top of mind for me, no matter what I do. And especially after the experiences of needing to slow down myself and needing to find comfort um, through emotions. There were so many emotions that I was personally feeling in my life, like especially in the last year or two. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that, I, I was, there was a period where I was crying every single day for a year and I didn't know why. <laughs> and um, I just, I didn't know where it was coming from. I was looking for support. I was, I was also saying like, so many people are experiencing these emotions and um, there is no help for them or there is no like conversation that can be had. This is just not a normal conversation. And um, I did find out later that like also my hormones were in a crazy place um, and there were other things outside, but um, it was just like really an eye-opening experience. And my, my goal was to, to just think about emotions and find a way that we can be at peace with them and not necessarily like shame or, or speak harshly about an experience like anger um, or yeah, like grief, things like that. It's instead of speaking harm to those emotions, it's like, how can we create education around um, what you can do to support that experience? Like, can you imagine um, putting your emotions so deep down inside you that you're not even able to express them and you pretend like everything's okay. So after a while, they kind of build up inside your body to a point where one day you're like, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore versus like expressing them when they come out, come out or finding like safe moments in your day or safe moments in your week. Like you would exercise, do fitness or yoga to just like release those emotions from you. So I thought that was one part of of something that I wanted to draw awareness to, like how we could educate around um, this concept of well-being that wasn't really being represented in the wellness industry. And then secondly, I, I have this love for 100% natural products and this experience after years of using like just natural products and realizing my immune system is getting better. I barely ever get sick. Like it had been years since I'd gotten sick, sick with a cold or anything like that. And so 
also just like feeling like I had more energy because when you put certain products on your skin, like our skin is our largest organ. So everything is just like absorbed into you. And um, if you have certain chemicals or toxins going in through the products you're using, they can also like compromise your immune system or just, um, yeah, like your body's fighting that instead of helping you and giving you that energy. It's putting all its energy towards fighting certain things that you put on your body. So that experience of 100% natural, um, I thought to myself, I wasn't finding products out there that I could say were, were a match for me, especially in Europe. So that's really when I went back to my experience in aromatherapy and said, okay, I want to go deeper. I want to learn more. I want to just, I, I did have the background in aromas and like understanding what went well together and what the ingredients need to be. But I just like took a deep dive into saying, okay, what classes do I need to take? And through that whole experience of, of learning more online, luckily everything, um, I also discovered um, Bach flowers. Mm. So the flower essences that I think are such a beautiful, gentle way to heal yourself. Um, and basically a little bit of background in the 1920s, there was this British doctor by the name of Edward Bach. And um, he really wanted to heal people through the power of nature. And so he left his entire practice behind um, to just focus on how can I um, find a way that people can heal through um, nature. And so in that experience, in that process, he realized that our negative emotions can manifest in our body and cause different sorts of diseases if we don't address these emotions and find ways to release them from our body. Um, and not to say that negative emotions are a bad thing that should be shamed, but instead like we should be acknowledging addressing and releasing these emotions so that we have more space inside ourselves to feel something different. And so through this whole journey of learning and education, I knew that it was the right moment for me to put all my learning together and really start formulating all these products that were focused on different emotions that the human, the individual would be feeling. Um, so Miraflores is really the birth of that idea. And basically when you go online and you shop, you can shop by your emotion, like whether you have grief, anger, heartache, even I have like a whole category for heartbreak. Um, because like, if you think about it, when you are in a relationship that goes south or you're grieving um, a relationship, even with a friend or a partner, like that, that is heavy and I feel like there aren't really any brands that I can just think, okay, what, what can I do for myself for heartbreak? So I really wanted to normalize these human experiences and um, taking it a little step further, Miraflores is where my family is from, from Peru. Mm -hmm. So Miraflores is in Lima. And um, I had a really eye awakening experience when I went to Miraflores. I traveled there in my twenties as well. And I just connected so much to the land, so much to nature and so much to, yeah, flowers in general, um, translated from Spanish to English. It means look at the flowers, Miraflores. So I thought what a more fitting connection to also bring in like the culture and um, the experiences of my family from my mom's sides of the Peruvian blood. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And what is the culture like there? Is it very much on par with what you just spoke to um, in terms of rather than, let's say, stuffing down emotions, really allowing ourselves to acknowledge and release them? Well, this concept in general, I know it's going to take some time to stick and it's not necessarily 
normalized um, across any society that I know. Okay. Uh, so that's that's the conversation that I I want to address. But with Miraflores, what I love and what I can connect it to my brand is um, this idea of really enjoying your life and enjoying the journey. Like if you go to Miraflores, if you go to Lima, there's this top Michelin star school. And so all these amazing restaurants are around you and the experience of even eating with your family or your friends is, can take like three to four hours. And everything that you eat looks like art and it's just so beautiful and there's so much love in the food. And for example, people take two, three hour lunch breaks and maybe they work a little bit later, but I loved this concept of really kind of enjoying the experience mm -hmm. um, and enjoying life more and slowing down, especially after thinking about some of the things I used to do mm -hmm. in my life um, around eating or just like rushing way too quickly, I thought that that was really kind of in Miraflores, like a way of slowing down for me and a way to just really um, sit with what was and um, be open to the experience in front of you. That's beautiful. I'm, I'm curious now, I, and I, of course, will kind of float around your products for a while, but in terms of like the difference in culture, because you do live in Amsterdam now, you used to live in Canada, is there quite a difference in terms of lifestyle? Do you resonate more with the Amsterdam uh, lifestyle versus the Canadian? I think, yeah, that's a great question. And that's also where emotions come in. There was such a grieving process in my own culture and like saying goodbye to to Canada and something that I actually didn't realize at the time, but after living in Amsterdam, I think I've been there for yeah two years now, there is such a difference in culture in so many things. Like on, on the surface, you think, okay, things are similar, but when you actually get to know the people and get to know the lifestyle, um, for me, I still feel kind of like an alien sometimes in, in Amsterdam, but I'm just using that time to be more okay with myself and more accepting of who I am, but um, it definitely, definitely isn't the easiest, but I think that if you can go through it, it really makes you stronger and it makes you more accepting, but also appreciate where you came from. Mm -hmm. um, for example, I think, yeah, especially one thing I've noticed really strongly is like in the Dutch culture, like they won't just let anyone in. So any new person that comes in, they've had their friends for like 15 plus years, 20, sometimes their whole life. And so for them, it's a really special experience when they let you in, especially because their groups are so tight and they all speak Dutch for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, so as an English speaking Canadian that came there um, on the first few layers, it was kind of easy to meet people. But I find when you want to go deeper, there is this hesitation or I need to get to know you first and like just really know everything about you before I, I'm open to you and letting you in. So um, where, when I compare it to the North American culture, like there is this like warm welcoming nature, I would say. And then I was kind of missing that in the first few layers, not to say one's right and one's, one's wrong, of course, but um, when you get into those layers in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, people are loyal to you for, forever. So I think, yeah, it's just, it's a nice experience and it's taught me a lot, but the process of like shifting to a different culture is something that can be really challenging at times, but also can teach you so much and can be a beautiful experience. Like, I know you're also living in Europe. Um, how, how is that experience for you? Yeah, yeah. 
it completely resonates and I would say oh my goodness um I mean the Finnish culture which is where I um is I would say it's it's such a hard one to get into most I would say most well not everyone's so polite but it's such um like it's such an introverted which I am too but it's introverted in um, almost an intense way I've never experienced before culture wherein you know it's in Canada at least where my parents have their house like in Niagara um, you know you walk down the streets everyone says hi to you and it's very kind of friendly in that obvious way Um, here it's a little bit harder you have to like have a reason to speak to someone I feel sometimes like you're not just going to walk down the street and be like oh hi and if you do um you know I start to feel like okay maybe I'm a little bit odd like this is um this is different and also as you said like you know the the language you well you didn't go too deep into it but I find sometimes the language barrier or just it can just make you feel other and yeah <laughs> and so you crave you just crave as I so resonate with what you're saying on that deeper level more than like oh like where should I go to eat or conversations like that it's how can I get past this surface is something I so resonate with and I'm so curious like how you done that and if you're um if mirror floors as in your products are of service like as well to this process because I don't fully know how they work of course and so if that's woven in at all like feel free to share I'm so curious yeah I mean I know what I'm sharing um, through Mira Flores is not going to be a conversation that will be won overnight, but there's enough ammunition inside of me, enough energy to really share the benefits of emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. But I think especially in a different culture, well, I know Amsterdam is quite open in terms of like learning or just understanding, especially with the natural product industry, like that market um, is quite smooth for me to get into but I noticed that with other parts of the Netherlands it would be quite challenging especially with kind of the fact that the people are very reserved in some ways or as you're saying like introverted or that it isn't like a normal experience to even um, share emotions I I would say Mm -hmm. um, in those cultures so yeah it's it's definitely going to be a learning curve for me and an opportunity um, to really be strong in the message but um, I think within Amsterdam, it's, it's been smooth in the last two months at least. Um, and people seem quite open to, to learning more because of aromatherapy and kind of the gateway of essential oils. <laughs> mm, that, that, that completely makes sense. And that's incredible that you have that, that gateway because on the topic of, you know, stuffing down one's emotions, um, I feel like ever since, like I personally went through like a period and like maybe six or seven years ago now where I just was so like down and depressed and I came through this whole like cocooning butterfly moment where I would just realize like, okay, it stuffed down my emotions for like 20 years and I can't do that anymore. Um, and so I just feel like now I... Um, can tell so quickly when I meet someone or if it's somebody in my family where like the emotions are repressed and it's so um, it's sad to me in a non-judgmental way like I'm not like oh like you're like you're a sad person I just I feel sad for that experience because I like I've been there and 
I just think it's so important what it is that you're doing and normalizing this conversation. But yeah, how is it? I mean, how, how are you finding it? Like having these conversations with people and, and doing what you do? Like, how are people experiencing the the start of the release or like what are the blocks to releasing if you can speak to that at all I'd be definitely curious how you yeah absolutely and I love what you said about kind of you went through this transformation in your own life from a cocoon to a butterfly and it it sounds like from what I'm hearing that part of that transformation to the butterfly happened from kind of freeing your emotions or setting yourself free in how you were expressing yourself yeah um, and so with that, my, my brand logo is a butterfly for exactly that reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people need to understand just with this conversation that the benefit of releasing your emotions is that you set yourself free. So you're not tied down to all these feelings that you have suppressed, especially with the layers of grief. That is something um, that I work with first as an emotion, because I think that, um, especially among men, like Mm. grieving something is not normal and it's not accepted in public or socially. And so, of course, there is this like revolution that's happening in some ways, but historically, it's really not something that people feel comfortable to express. And so that layer of emotion like gets kind of boggled down or bottled inside of you and you keep adding more layers through perhaps there's like a traumatizing experience that happens or there's like, you know, you go through a breakup that you never fully processed or released from yourself. Like things that are happening to you all the time, if they are not expressed and released and especially acknowledged, they not only have the possibility of kind of blocking you from your true nature, but also they can um, manifest as physical dis-ease in the future, um, especially after those layers kind of build up over time. So when I speak about emotional well-being or this process working with nature and just normalizing the conversation, it's really an invitation not to see any emotions as good or wrong, but instead like accepting them and just like kind of becoming neutral to the experience of saying, okay, this is coming up for me. How can I like acknowledge and release? How can I find a healthy way to monitor and just like find time with myself to to express how I'm feeling? And of course it's different for everyone. And I do have um, definitely tools um, that can support that experience. But I think like a really powerful one outside of working with natural products is um, just sitting with yourself like and finding a safe space or a moment in your day um, like you would doing a workout or doing yoga or doing meditation and just like sit with yourself especially if you feel like something there's something you're hiding or you're not kind of expressing and it's like becoming stronger inside you like just sitting with yourself closing your eyes and not judging the experience you're having but just like even visualizing like things coming out of your body or just like letting yourself feel whatever comes up with no um, judgment of what that is. Just saying, okay, if I need to cry, I'm going to cry. If I need to be angry, like just, and almost like I I can call it like a visualization or kind of like your own meditation where you're almost like closing your eyes and picturing things coming out of yourself, like 
just releasing all these layers or a certain, you can focus on a certain emotion and just like letting yourself feel it, sit with it, express it so that it can move through your body instead of just like staying there with no, no acceptance. So that's one way. <laughs> um, Love that. And then, yeah, I would just say like, I've been so much more accepting when I need to cry and I don't feel so much shame. Like if I, if I'm angry, for example, I don't bypass the experience and say, okay, I'm just going to pretend I'm happy or like all is good in the world. It's like, no, there's so much health in actually just like being angry in that moment and letting yourself, I'm not saying like go punch a wall or anything, but just like let yourself be with yourself and feel into what that feels. And like, just know that it's okay to feel that way and you don't always have to be happy. And if you're able to kind of normalize the experience of all these different feelings that come up, it becomes, it becomes easier to just let them process through you. And so those are two ways that I love to share. But also, um, as you can imagine, like with these conversations around grief, around anger, around... Um, yeah, just like a heartbreak or shame, especially like lack of self-confidence that comes from like emotions of shame, so many different things that we're, we can experience. Like nature can be such a beautiful tool to support that in our experience and support us as we're going through these things that are really hard. Because I know willingly, not a lot of people are the most excited about saying, okay, just like yoga and meditation and workouts, like I need to sit with myself and feel into that because it, it can be scary and it can be an experience that's not necessarily like your favorite thing to do, but what you feel on the other side is so valuable as you're saying of like setting yourself free, um, feeling into your truest nature, like those conversations, they're so valuable um, and the benefits are just like really powerful. So when I was creating Mira Flores um, and I was working with all the different plants, um, through essential oils and the flower essences, I really um, studied each plant to understand, okay, for example, chamomile, which is in my center roller, what, what is that good for? And I selected plants that would actually like focus on a certain emotion. So all my blends, when you're shopping for them, they have been created for a certain emotion. So going back to my center blends, like chamomile is for anger and it helps calm you when you're feeling moments of anger coming up. So especially what essential oils do is they support our body's natural functions and they can support our emotional experience. So um, what I say too, is that like your, your nose and your sense of smell connected to your body and your intuition is such a powerful tool in telling you what you need and what aromas can help you. So um, I always tell customers or someone who's kind of looking for the right oil based off of aroma, because I do have the oil rollers and the oil mists. Mm -hmm. Like if there's an opportunity to kind of just read through the ingredients that I have, um, and maybe you have an experience with them, or if you're able to smell them in some way, like if you're able to smell the blends, your nose will tell you specifically mm -hmm. what you need in that moment. And that's really working with nature and your body, like you're, you're, giving the, you're giving yourself the tools or you're giving yourself the message of what your body needs at that time. So it doesn't have to be like a complicated experience. It can be like, okay, I'm smelling this and something's going off in my body and it's telling me I need this blend, for example. 
But of course, if you're shopping online, um, I was able to make it easy to just understand, okay, this is my emotion or this is something that I want to focus on. And then you can find the right blend to support you as you're going through that experience. Wow. That's, yeah, that's so powerful. And I'm so glad that you, I mean, such an intelligent way to go about it, search by your emotion, because you're so right that when you smell something, if it like, I always find like a lavender probably because I unfortunately live with too much stress or I get stressed very easily. Probably that's the truer version of that sentence. Um, I always find lavender like so sweet smelling um, because of its stress reducing, um, how do you say, capabilities uh, or properties rather. So yeah, I love that you created your website in that way. So I guess, um, I mean, I honestly feel like I could ask you so many more questions, but I did tell you a certain amount of time. So to wrap it all up, is there um, a few things that you find that you do on the regular rituals in the morning or the evening or middle of the day when you find like maybe you want to check in with your emotions or you just want to ground yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I covered two different product categories of the essential oils and basically like I always blend them because as you're saying with lavender, um, it's, it's something that can be powerful, but if you actually create a blend around it, um, with various plants, like for example, I have one called wavy that has lavender in it. Mm -hmm. The plants work better when they are together. <laughs> so that's why everything I have is a blend instead of a single note, I call it, or a single oil. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think for that sort of functionality, there can be a lot of power in like combining them, um, to enhance, the effects of lavender because it has like instead of working like um let's say a trumpet player in a band it's like a whole symphony coming together and the experience to to your ears is like so powerful with that um so that's how i can relate it but mm -hmm. to, to cover another category that's also connected to your question um the flower essence category so that's um I've created different blends of flowers coming together based on um, Dr. Bach's original uh, teachings from the 1920s of healing through nature. And so basically I've made flower essence blends and the flower essences have no aromas. Instead, you take them under your tongue or you take them in your coffee, you take them in your water, um, but you take them actually for a month time or I say until the bottle is finished. Mm. And the flower essences like it's just so fascinating to me that when studying the flowers i also realized that the the essences of each flower um they are exactly mimicking a certain emotion of the human experience so i'm gonna give an example of a simple one like impatience mm -hmm. there is a flower called impatience that took way it bloomed way too quickly you can when you study the flowers properties it it's just like a rushed flower so you don't get this like perhaps um traditional looking flower it's something that like the leaves are kind of wrinkly it's like trying to come out it came out too quickly so it didn't give itself the right chance um and i have that as one of the ingredients in certain flower essences and when our bodies connect to like that, that state of being that the flower properties are also um, working to heal, it helps over time to heal certain emotional layers that are coming up in our lives. So the blends, like for example, you can shop, one of my favorite blends is called Letting Go. And I made it with eight different flower essences. And one of them of course is Impatience, um, now that we're on that topic, but, mm -hmm. 
when, when we're holding on to something, when we want something to work so well for us and we kind of let go to any experience outside of what we're conditioned to think in that moment, um, we can kind of miss out on what's meant for us or miss out on maybe our true nature or just being ourselves, um, living our lives with, with more ease and freedom. And so I really turn to the flower essences um, because what they do is they heal different layers over time um, and they do it in such a gentle process where if you're taking a certain blend for you um, that's working, let's say, until the bottle is done, and you take it, I say, take it four times per day, four drops, um, that pattern of taking it is able to um, kind of heal and release the, the emotional layer that's holding you back. So over time, it kind of like softens it, let's say, makes it gentle, and then helps us to release it from our body. So when we speak about emotional well-being, we speak about my practice, I definitely kind of check in with myself and I'm like, okay, what kind of month have I had or what certain things are coming up for me that I absolutely would like to address or just work with nature and work with my plants on. And then through that experience, I'll say, okay, for example, I've been so holding on to um, my expectations and I've been like missing out on what's going on around me. And I, I just can't get let, let go of what's going on. And I want to rush things and I can't let go of the process. Like, and I would take my, formula let go for a month or two until the bottle is done and then at the very end of that process like it's such a gentle process so you don't even feel like um you don't feel anything that's like intense in those ways you might feel different layers of emotions coming out but at the end i just feel like more supportive and more balanced and of course for someone else it could be a different experience but i'm always turning to flower essences at different times in my life just to support me with um, different layers of emotion that I want to focus on releasing. So I would say that's one of my practices. And um, as something else, I love, to, I love to do like 20 to 30 minute workouts every morning and just like get into my body. Um, I do something called Melissa Wood Health. She's amazing. And you can just pick a workout that you love from her and you do it right in the morning or whenever you have time. And it's, it's so easy because you can do it in your home and it takes like 20 minutes to do where you can pick one that's 40 minutes, whatever you prefer. But I think that experience of like getting into your body and um, moving through your day, like especially as you start your day has been so beneficial so that I'm not so like um, stressed or anxious or I can just like move through the day with more acceptance of what is. And um, lastly, let's say my third practice, I put essential oil rollers like directly under the soles of my feet. Mm -hmm. So for example, if I wake up and I'm like, okay, I need energy. I need something that's going to like spruce up my day because maybe I'm a little bit tired or I cut out coffee. And I would go to a blend like um, something with grapefruit, something with a lot of citrus, holy basil is a great one. And just like find a blend that I can put directly under the soles of my feet um, our souls have so many different reflex points and they're connected to our inner organs. So what, what absorbs into your feet like, can actually just support the rest of your body in a really beautiful way. So that's like my, my life hack that I do. And then at night, I would put something really calming on the soles of my feet, like 30 minutes before going to bed. I would put something, as you're saying, with lavender, palo santo, vetiver, and just like plants that can really support my transition into sleep and like calming down. If I had a stressful day with anxiety, I'd be like, okay, 
I need to just like really take my technology out of my room and focus on like the sleep cycle and just chilling and um, calming my nervous system, let's say. Wow. I love all of them, all of them. And especially the latest one, I'm like, okay, we're going to try that. Like that is beautiful. Um, Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I truly like you are so well-spoken and so graceful and everything that you're creating is so important. Um, especially given the day and age that we live in. Um, so I just want to thank you so much for your time and just for everything that you're doing. And can you just quickly share a little bit um, about your Instagram and anywhere else that they can find you? Yeah, of course. And I just want to thank you so much for having me on here. It's been such a pleasure um, to get you know to get to know you on uh, deeper layers. Like I love this conversation and what you're sharing with the world is so powerful. So I love your writing in general. Um, and so, yeah, of course for Instagram, well, my, my brand just launched. So I just started my Instagram a few weeks or a month ago now, two months. <laughs> um, and you can find uh, information on that at Mira Flores being on Instagram. So that's the handle, but you can also go directly to miraflores.com and you can find deeper education and shop by emotional category and then you can also look at the blog which has more education on like how to use the essential oils and how to use all the the flower powered products um, for your day-to-day because i know there is a huge learning curve there and i mean the soles of your feet thing like it's something that we don't know but it's something that can be such a powerful life hack when you do know so that's really my goal to share ways that it could help you or nature can help you And um, I also have a podcast, actually, Um, and it's on sustainability, and it's called uh, The Plant Pill Podcast. So if you're ever interested in kind of learning or discovering more sustainable brands out there, what sustainability means to you um, from the lens of editors, um, different entrepreneurs, uh, thought leaders, that's that's a resource that I put out into the world, especially at a time where there's a lot of um, greenwashing with sustainability, and it's important just to get to the truth of it all. So that's that's it. <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing! I'm gonna check out um, well the podcast because it's the only one I haven't yet. But truly, you have like the most beautiful Instagram. So everyone should definitely go check that out, even if you just want like a feast for the eyes. Um, it is that. That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, and all the information, of course, so valuable. But anyway, I will let you go. I know that you have a trip ahead. Um, So best of luck on the road out there. Um, I guess it's quite late, but (laughs) hopefully that all goes well. But thank you so much again for your time and we'll definitely be in touch. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us on the North Star podcast. I am so grateful for your time and your presence. If you want to chime in on the conversation, you can send me a DM at MacBalCastro on Instagram. I mean it when I say that I'm really always happy to hear from you, be it with regards to your insights gleaned from this episode or with regard to your own unfolding journey at large. I do believe that we each have our own North Star and it's our duty to do the inner work to get to know ourselves so that we can live in harmony with our souls, carry out our calling, and serve others with the gifts we have each been uniquely blessed with in this lifetime. 
Thank you again for joining us and I'll see you next time.